Hey everyone, this is the Classic Gaming Podcast. I'm Robert Ring. Today's date is June 2nd, 2017. This is episode number 83. With me is... Blake Corey. Wrong. Oh, fuck. Pass? Blake will be... Well, Blake will be here in a little bit. You're almost right. Okay, good. But Jay's here right now with me. Hello. What's up? How are you? Hi. Uh, it's freaking Friday and... You, know. you ain't got no job. You do have a job, actually. Let's say I do have a job, and uh, it's very stressful right now. So. Oh, I'm sorry. You want to talk about it? You need to get it out. Not really. Not really. How's work on your end? What's new? <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, nothing's much. Nothing much is new or exciting with work. Same old stuff for me. Except for you being sick all the time. Except for me being sick. Yeah. Again, I'm gonna try not to make you host the episode this time, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it fucking blows. I got. I'm sick again with the same thing. I've been. It's like the third time I've had it this year. Uh, I don't have any news. Really? I don't have any gaming. Oh, I did. Okay. This isn't news, but back it up a little bit. I watched another uh, video game movie. Which one did you watch? You want to try to guess? One guess. I've, I'll, honestly, I, I actually don't know. Mortal Kombat. Oh, <laughs> we were talking about last time. Make you want to watch it? Uh, that may, you know, I don't really know why. I think like that was probably it. I was just kind of bored the other night <clears throat> and, uh, I was like, looking for something to watch and i saw mortal Kombat, and i was like you know what i think it's time that i finally just go ahead and do it because i had never i've Wait, never have seen you it. not watched it no before? i've never seen it before oh wow i didn't realize that it's it's a pretty good movie right <laughs> oh come on you're joking i hope i hope mm, partially i haven't watched it in a very long time i definitely enjoyed it at the time dude okay i can understand like enjoying it at the time as a kid watching yeah. it i okay that i can understand but it's no. been a very long time, though. It is not a good movie by any means. Really? Yeah, no, it's stupid. It's it's Mortal Kombat the movie. How how could it be good in the first place? It's true. Although I was watching, I was like, wonder. I, after I got done watching, I was like, oh man, I want to hear what uh, Roger Ebert had to say about this movie because I love reading his reviews. And but he didn't write a review, but I did find a video of like the Siskel and Ebert, uh, like at the movies show or whatever it was called, mm-hmm. where they review them, and they actually like didn't rail like Siskel Gene Siskel was like yeah actually this was kind of good it kind of makes me want to check out the Mortal Kombat game a little bit he was like what did you think and Roger Ebert was like uh it was just ugly it was because like the whole color palette of the movie just like brown so but like it didn't get unanimous like hatred from them surprisingly Uh, what's interesting is watching like in my mind oh this is really weird but they are set they are like two separate things the game and the movie in my mind to a point like I don't really like connect the two of them like when i watched the movie i i knew obviously it was mortal Kombat, but i didn't really like it didn't make me want to play the game or really think about the game it was just you know movie they had a lot of references they i feel like they referenced every like major point of the game that they could hmm. like they have the johnny cage like do the splits and punch the guy in the balls move they say finish him over and over uh <laughs> they have like they have i believe actually every character from the game um, even, uh, Shao Kahn and Reptile. What See, else? I don't remember this. That's funny. They, they, like all the famous lines get over here is on there. Of course they have a, uh, they have a spike pit death. They've got, I feel like they did like all they could to kind of be like, sort of like pay fan service. Yeah. I could see that. Definitely. I can see that. It didn't make it good. But they did all that. 
if you're watch if you if you follow me on Twitter, you could have seen me given a live play by play on what was happening as I was watching it, <laughs> including some screenshots. There's a really good one from Sub Zero. What there was something there was one oh you know what it was so one thing that really stood out is the movie is not is almost like not violent which is obviously surprising because that's the whole basis of the game is just being as violent as it can be there were like no maybe one like death that i would consider violent and then there was one where like they built it up really bad and um goro was fighting it's like this like random guy it wasn't one of the characters mm-hmm. like not one of the characters from the game and um so it's Goro versus this random and then like Goro beats him up a whole lot and then he picks him up and Shang Tsung says finish him and so it like builds up to this point it's like oh shit here it goes now we're gonna get to see a fatality and all he does is he like punches the guy in the shoulder and he dies classic <laughs> classic like what the fuck <laughs> So that was kind of confusing. I don't know why they. Sh- I mean, I guess they were trying to keep it keep the rating under control, maybe. Yeah, I guess. I wonder. I wonder. What, I wonder what this. It's got. It can't be rated R. No, I think it's PG-13. That must have been. I mean, I'm sure that was why. Oh yeah, I mean, you you know why they don't make movies like that rated R. But it's like kind of. Especially at that time. Undermines the whole reason for having like that's the whole purpose of Mortal Kombat to begin with. It's but then very again, true. Then again. Anybody who's, like, old enough to see R-rated movies without, like, their parents and shit isn't going to want to watch <laughs> the Mortal Probably Kombat not, movie anyway. Yeah. So, I guess as far as that goes, they were kind of stuck in a situation where they just had to make it <laughs> dumb movie. Anyway, Mortal Kombat, it was, uh, it was, it was pretty bad. Pretty bad? The, 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 um, the costumes were really bad, too. Like, see, I remember those being good. That's so <laughs> funny. They, they're not very good, no. It's like, they, it looks like, they're not like laughably terrible, but the whole thing just feels kind of low budget to me. Mm. But we're, we've already spent too much more time than it's probably worth spending on. It's not the honest schedule podcast. <laughs> well, I just feel like I'm analyzing Mortal Kombat the movie. Oh, we should be talking about Mortal Kombat the game? We should be talking about the game, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, that's pretty, that's all I've got. Like I said, I don't, I can't think of any, uh, I didn't catch any news these past two weeks of classic gaming junk that's going on. Yeah. The only thing I was thinking about is, um, I was talking to a buddy of mine recently and he was telling me he, he invests in a lot of, uh, Kickstarters. Oh yeah. He got burned by another one recently. I don't, he, he does a lot of them. Like he probably does more than anybody else I, I know. <laughs> and, uh, he, he legitimately told me this week. He's like, he's like, yeah, I'm done back to Kickstarters. He's like, I either get burned to a point where I just don't even care anymore and stop following the project or, uh, the game gets delayed for like indefinitely, essentially. Yeah. I was like, Dude, that's, it's really sad. Cause I know like a couple years ago, I think, I think we were pretty optimistic about the whole idea. Yeah. Like right around the time when we first started doing the podcast, I feel like that was kind of when Kickstarters were getting, like really popular and it was before all the shit went down and like mm, stuff exactly. started stuff started not be getting made or you know getting serious delays or just ended up turning into like shit you know uh and then probably about six months or a year after we started doing this that was kind of when that hit and you can't it's i feel like it i'm like i feel like in general kickstarter like the like 
the quality of Kickstarters has not gone up from that. Like there are I some, agree. there are some where that you can pick out. And if it's like really, really reputable developers and you can like, you can kind of tell, like even reputable developers like have done some really shitty Kickstarters, but like sometimes on the Kickstarters, you can tell, like you can kind of see how open they're being about it and, and like how realistic they're being. And if they're not trying to promise you the world, then you are like, then there's a good chance that they're not going to just, you know, like turn, turn, like create some shitty kind of exactly. game. If they're being realistic and saying, all right, this is what we're trying to do. We think it's going to, you know, take this long, blah, blah, blah. And it's, they're not saying it's going to be out in eight months or they're not trying to make the next, you know, fucking Mario or something like that. Those I tend to like give a little bit more trust to. Um, but yeah, overall, like I don't back, I, I've backed not a ton of them. But even still, like, I barely back any Kickstarters anymore. I don't know. The, the last one I backed, I think, was Thimbleweed Park. And I don't think I've done – that was, like, two that years was, ago. You, I was telling my buddy about that, actually, because, you know, he was kind of feeling jaded about it. Yeah. I used to, like, go check out what games were being Kickstarted every now and then just to see if there was something cool that I wanted to Kickstart. And definitely don't do that anymore. That's you're just asking to get burned. But, yeah, it sucks. I hope that I hope that improves. I hope it improves too. Who's that? Who's there? It's your mama. <laughs> hey, Blake. Yeah. Hi. How are you doing? I'm all right. Hey, Blake. What's up? Can you guys hear me? Hey, Blake. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Jay. Jay. Hi. Can you hear me? I'm lagging really bad. Give me a second. <laughs> I don't know why. Jay, hello. Hi. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes. I was lagging so hard there. <laughs> Hey Blake. Yeah. This is the part where you fall down. <laughs> what a movie. We just got done talking about it. What a movie are indeed. We, is, is this podcast or are we No, we're, we're yeah, no, we're on. We're we're recording. Oh, okay. All right. I Jay was like, "Can you hear me?" and I was like, "Oh, we're still testing this stuff." <laughs> I was I was fine until just a second ago. Okay. All right. I was like, "Oh, yeah, let's just dick around then." Okay, yeah. No. Um that might be the best video game movie. <laughs> Robert's talking I was, bad shit. <clears throat> I was talking about how like disappointingly non-violent it was. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was like it was what PG thirteen. It yeah. had people punching people. Yeah, that was that's basically it. And that it was, was also what, what year? Mortal Kombat. Uh, ninety six. Yeah, exactly. Dude, shit was way more restricted. Like PG thirteen was. Completely different to what it is today. I feel like. What about this? What about the song? I'll never forget the song for it. Yeah. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. All right, all right. I'm sorry to our listeners. I'm sorry. Can you apologize to me too? No, no, Fuck. no, no. Sure. Uh, when I when I was when that movie came out and that like soundtrack came out and stuff, that was the time in like middle school where people for their birthday parties started instead of like going to the typical like kid birthday party places, they started having dances and every single time the DJ would play the mortal Kombat song. Really? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, that happened for years. Maybe, okay. Maybe so that was a year, but that went on for a while. Oh, okay. That wasn't just my age at that specific time, I guess. Okay. All right. Mortal Kombat. This there's a movie yeah. for it. 
Uh, what were we just talking about? Oh, Kickstarters. About Kickstarters. How great are those? Oh, oh God. <laughs> I actually just finished playing a Kickstarter game today. Oh, that was a good one too. That's actually a good one. Yeah, it was not bad at all. It it has its problems, but it was a pretty damn good game. We're talking about Hollow Knight, right? Yes. Okay. Um, I guess are we gonna are we transitioning into game talk right now? Yeah, sure. Why not? All right, sure. I will do at least part of my current gaming subcast right here because it's gonna make me talk about some <laughs> older games as well a little bit. So I just finished playing through Hollow Knight. Uh, it's a game that came out. Uh, wow, was it this year? Yes. Yeah. All right. I, man, I actually uh, got around or to may this have, reasonably it may quickly. Have, it may have been late last year. I think it was pretty early this year. Okay. Like even just a few months ago. Okay. Like two or three months maybe. But anyway, um, it's a Metroidvania style game, and it's it's actually a Metroidvania. It's not just using the name as like, oh hey look, every it's a game where you play through and you unlock new areas by finding something. That's very Metroid in execution. Uh, Metroidvania is more of a blend of like RPG elements along with the exploration of Metroid games. And it actually also has the atmosphere, like kind of a creepy, alone sort of atmosphere like Metroid. But it also combines RPG elements um, and equipment system in a way, as well as having uh, shops, people, NPCs that you talk to, things that you buy from them and stuff like that. And so it's actually really really good it's, it's got its issues it crashed on me a no shortage of times unfortunately oh, wow, i got really very mad at that if you yeah i was actually very upset the people that were watching me are like fans of the game because it's been out for a while so they saw someone playing and they're like oh man i'm gonna go i gotta go watch this and so they were like i have never seen anybody have this many issues with the game running wow. for them like i killed this really hard boss at one point and afterwards the screen went white but then it never recovered. It's supposed to go white, but then it fades back in eventually. It never faded back in for me. It just stayed there. <laughs> yes. And I was like, all right, that's it. I'm done playing this for the day. I'm moving on. So I was pretty upset about that. Um, aside from that, like the execution of everything was pretty good. It's odd that in a Metroidvania, you would take this long to get the double jump. Also, the execution of the double jump was really frustrating sometimes because you would hit the jump button to do your second jump, and instead it would delay by like a quarter of a second. Which when you're doing precise huh. platforming, which this game has some of, which is also somewhat weird for a Metroidvania, when you're doing this precise platforming and you press the jump button and you don't snap to it and jump right away, it really throws uh... you the hell off. Or at least it threw me off. And so it made the platforming a lot harder than I expected it to be sometimes. And as soon as I picked up that double jump item, I hit the double jump once and I was like, Oh god, there's an animation, there's a pause before you go into the air again. That's going to get me killed a lot hmm. of times. What do you know? That's exactly what happened. Uh, really, really, really good game. If you like Metroidvanias, it's like 15 bucks. Uh, you'll get at least, I would say, 15 hours out of it. If not, um, to, for me, I put in 24 and I almost 100% of the game. And I oh, had wow. a, a little bit of help from people telling me where a few things were. And I still, like, it still took me that long. And I completed a few of the very hard areas of the game much, much faster than people were saying. They were like, God, you finished this way faster than I did. How the hell did you do that? I was like, well, it was easy. I just jumped over there and then jumped to that and that. <laughs> like, it wasn't even hard. Um, I know people that... <laughs> God, I'm so... my girlfriend is distracting me, honey. Honey, please. Um... 
I can't even remember what I was saying now. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, yeah, it was Go overall, back. it was a good game. If you like Metroidvanias, totally check this out. But it's given me a really bad itch to play all other older Metroidvanias, like the classic GBA and DS Castlevania mm. ones. And, and like it's a bad itch right now. <laughs> I really want to go back. I want to try to find time for it, and I don't know when it'll happen, but I want to. I want to go and play uh, Portrait of Ruin again. I want to give the Soma titles another shot. Soma um, being one of the characters in the in the Castlevania Metroidvania style games. And I've never been a huge fan of his games, but I want to try him again. And I might do Circle of the Moon, and I might do a few others because, like, I've got an itch for it bad right now. Have you Just heard the, of the exploration, walking around, finding double jump, and being like, "Oh my god, I can go back to this place and explore here. This is going to be great." Have you? Seen uh, I assume you're about to ask about Bloodstained. No, um, oh. I was going to ask Ooh. about Rain World. Rain World. Have I you... think people in my chat mentioned that one. You I should... don't know anything about it though. I've I've seen a little bit of it. it it's uh, kind of similar to this this style of game. It came out. Uh, right around, I think shortly after Hollow Knight, maybe. Um, okay. But it's like kind of supposed to be like super hardcore difficult. Hmm. I may have, someone may mention this and I may have looked at the video for it on Steam. Okay. Like the little demo video. It looks a little familiar. I definitely recognize it to some degree. Other people mentioned Aquaria as well. Hmm. Apparently there's a water theme with some indie Metroidvanias. And I uh, looked at that and I was like, yeah, it seems okay. But for me, like right now, what I want from that itch is uh, I want that old school. Right. Older school, anyway. Uh, I want to get some of those Castlevanias on the DS, and I want to look into <laughs> uh, maybe doing another Valdis story playthrough, which is another indie game that came out about two years ago, I'm going to say. And okay. it's it's like a hybrid of Metroidvania kind of exploration elements along with a... 2D Devil May Cry combat system. <laughs> nice. It's really cool. And it's like you can develop there are four different characters in the game. You can develop them however you want and you like you can level them up so that this one character you'll be really good at punching things or you'll be really good at throwing fireballs basically and stuff like that. I want to throw fireballs. And uh I think that's a, a really great design for a game like that. It gives it some replayability where other Metroidvanias don't have as much replayability. And yep. uh, so that's pretty cool to me. But the retro game that I've actually been playing lately, not just the retro games I'm going to talk about, is yesterday, June 1st, I started up my Ivalice Alliance series playthrough. Hmm. And what did I start it with? Uh, I'm Final Fantasy Tactics. There you go. Okay, Tactics. good. <laughs> Easy enough, see? That could have gone south really easily there. Yeah, it's going to in a few weeks. You started, I started with the strongest foot. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm starting it off essentially in order. So, uh, I'm starting off with, with Final Fantasy Tactics, and then I'm going to be doing uh, Final or Vagrant Story, which is a pretty direct sequel to Final Fantasy Tactics. And then after that, I'm going to do Tactics Advance and Tactics Advance 2. Out of those... <laughs> out of those, Tactics Advance 2, I'm looking forward to a lot more than Tactics Advance, because a lot of people wow. have said that Tactics Advance 2 is supposed to be pretty good. I hated that. I've tried multiple times. Play that really? Game. I, I, I like, I've played through Tactics I Advance, cannot. and I hate that one. I um, played Tactics Advance a lot, like like more than 100 hours after it came out. 
Hmm. I won't play it again. It's not a very good game. The storyline's yeah, terrible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I think it's way better than too. File. I maxed out a save file on it at one point, and I have never yeah. touched it since. I've played through that game exactly one time. And I'm going to uh, do what I can to get through it as fast as possible. I can only imagine. Oh, the yeah. beginning when you go to the town. Oh, my God. Yeah, so bad. <laughs> so... I started up Tactics yesterday, and as some of you may may remember, around the turn of the year, back in January and December, I was talking about how I was going to learn some speedruns this year. Interesting. One of them was Final Fantasy Tactics, so my playthrough so far has been... uh, I've only put in about five hours worth of time, really practicing it and playing around with it. Uh, My clear time for Chapter 1 was just over four hours and that's with me doing a lot of reading of the dialogue in the game because while i'm speed running it i'm learning to speed run it i also haven't played through it on a casual normal kind of playthrough in over a decade so i've been playing through it normally as far as storyline goes to get an idea of all the text and everything and just the story and the characters and blah 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 while also trying to learn some speed run route stuff so far the story has been uh algus is a piece of shit and Delita ends up hating you because Algus is such a piece of shit and he turns your friend against you. So good job there, Algus. Thanks a lot for that. I'm really glad that I cast Cyclops on you to close out Chapter 1. That was pretty oh, satisfying, yeah. nuking him like that. Oh, what an absolute bastard. Um, We've been talking about it in my chat a few times as well. The way that uh, the translation works in the original compared to the War of the Lions remake. So the War of the Lions remake of Final Fantasy Tactics takes a very Shakespearean approach to the way that the story is written and presented. And it pisses me off to no end. And the more that I play the original, yes, there are a lot of problems with the original, a lot of sentences that don't feel like, not just like, oh, it's an incomplete sentence. It's a sentence fragment. It's just like thoughts that don't get finished by the characters out loud. <laughs> And the way that the sentences sometimes get pre- presented and structured, it's like, that could have been written in a much better way. Uh, Algus calls you scoundrels or something at one point. Rascal. Yeah. I think he calls you a rascal. He calls Delita a rascal. And it's like, rascal. All right, you're a, you're an upper-class snob. I get that. I like some of the little characterization, characterization and charms like that. But there are just some other sentences that don't come across as well. But all it needs is a polishing up. It does not need a complete rewriting into Shakespearean yeah, it's old so English. Well um, oh. Hold on, let me look this up. <laughs> I gotta find this. Uh, I'd be really scared if they redid the entire th- like all of it like that. Oh, yeah, oh they did exactly in the right PSP there. version. They did. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's right, huh? Yeah, they literally do. Like, okay, so one of the best lines in the original is "Blame yourself for God." In the original, in after the first tutorial battle that you get into, Delita kidnaps the princess and he yells back at Agrius while he's kidnapping the princess. He goes, "Don't blame me, blame yourself or God." Now the the remake War of the Lions instead changes that <laughs> to, uh, let me see if I can find this. This is where it should be. Okay, in the remake he says, "Forgive me, tis your birth and faith that wrong you, not I." Now, that is so airy and flippant that it just has no impact to me. Whereas, blame yourself for God, Delita is straight up, he's pissed. Because in chapter one, uh, Algus goes off about, oh, you're just a filthy commoner. I'm so much better than you. And so Delita gets this beaten into him over and over and over and over as the chapters are going on. 
at the very beginning of chapter two, uh, essentially the timeline is chapter one and then the tutorial fight and then chapter two uh, is chronologically speaking. So what happens is chapter one happens, Delita gets told off a whole bunch. And then in chapter two, at the very beginning of it, he kidnaps the princess and he goes, blame yourself or God. And it's him just being absolute, having complete disdain for everything about the church, about the political system. And he spits, he spits right in Agrius's face with these words. And it's fantastic. Compared to, forgive me, tis your birth and faith that wrong you, not I. It's complete <laughs> airy. There's no weight to it. It's, it's pump. That's the, I'm pretty that's sure that's the version that I played. Did they, they say a lot of like thou and thee and shit? Yeah, I think if they I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you play it on like the PS3? It was the iOS version. Oh, okay, okay. That's yeah, I think the mobile version is the PSP version. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so it's just going through this. There's a lot of problems that the original translation has, but all it needs is polish. It didn't need this full rewrite, and that full rewrite upsets me so so much aside from that uh less on the uh gameplay or less on the story side of things the music in some of the scenes as you start up these battles it is the perfect feeling and the perfect tone of this epicness and this struggle even in the music and it's so good as the fights start up i've been listening to a lot of the music i've got it on my playlist so it'll come up during my streams when i'm listening to music and it's like oh yeah that's a good song um, but removed from the context of the game, it I feel like it loses a lot of its weight. Oh, because absolutely. When I, get, when I get into some of those fights, like the um, the fight where you kill Maluda. Oh God, that yeah, absolutely. Oh, the, as the music builds up there, there's this like Maluda is Wegraf's sister, and they're they're essentially members of a rebellion and or like a rebel army, and so. There's nowhere for Maluda and her knights to run. And so you fight him and you kill him. And as this music is building up, there's uh, her talking at the beginning of the fight. And she's like, we either fight and die here or we allow ourselves to be captured and yeah. they execute us anyway. And there's just this, this struggle, this tension in the music that it perfectly encapsulates what's going on. Also with the, the weather. And it's just too. so incredible. The weather adds to it as well in that fight. And it's really sad too because you're not there to kill her. Like, yeah, it's sense. just that you're walking up to where uh, where the other rebels are, and she's in the way, and she I mean, thinks you're, you're hunting her. Yeah, and she's like, "Well, we have to kill them because they're coming after us." And it's like, oh. "No, we didn't want that at all." That that story arc is so good, and then when you actually run into Wegraf after that, and he doesn't believe you either, it's like, "Oh my god, dude!" Like it's just. It's and so then he rough. gets that's when he loses his mind because he finds out that you killed his sister, and he starts getting yeah. real pissed. And so then Wegraf goes off to you after you beat him at the windmill, and he's like, hey, guess what? Your brothers are both pieces of shit. Why don't you ask Dysodark what happened with the Marquis and how he got kidnapped by Gustav, hmm? And you're like, what? My brother would never do that. <laughs> and now sense. I haven't gotten to it in the story yet, but things began continue to develop in that regard, and it's very His interesting to make the shit. things huge piece of shit yeah like his other brother is just kind of like following the other brother. A bit of a bastard but he's not yeah. too bad yeah like i think he actually has a uh conscious, conscious yeah like zalbag later on is doing he's uh he goes to the king's grave and finds those funguses growing there and he's like oh, yeah. these are poison mushrooms he was poisoned to death 
Man, that, actually was, that was a great scene, too. The scene with the grave. Yeah. Um, so that's, that. like, the music, uh, I can't believe, after listening to it for so many years now, out of the context of the game, and being like, oh, yeah, I'm, I remember it being pretty good in the game, but here I just don't want to listen to it all that often. And then going back and playing the game, uh, it's I so haven't actually cool. listened to the soundtrack outside the game, I don't think, to be honest with you. It's a little, it's not bad, it just loses so much of the weight because it removes the context. Yeah. The game, it just mingles with the story very, very well. Gameplay-wise, um, because I'm playing through it using speedrun strats, this has been very, very awkward. So I guess the first thing that I need to mention here is that there is a JP scrolling glitch in the game. Have you ever used this? No, game? I don't think so. So what you do... Um, you know how on some of the ability screens there will be so many abilities to learn for a job that you'll yeah. be able to scroll to a second page, things like that? Yep. So what you can do, you can position the cursor in certain ways so that, um, for example, let me scroll up here and kind of talk about this. Uh, like for Summoner, Summoner's got a bunch of abilities. And so what you'll do is you'll select Mog, you'll select to learn Moogle, you'll hit the confirm button once on Moogle, and it'll be like, do you want to learn this ability? But you don't press confirm yet. What you do is you hold square and then you press down. And that will make the screen in the background be be, uh, behind the confirmation window scroll down. But the confirmation window will still be there. And the confirmation window, what it does, because you're on a new screen, your cursor is in a new spot. So with your cursor in a new spot, it's like, oh, you're actually trying to learn this ability, right? But we've already got the screen up that has said that you have enough <laughs> JP to learn it. So when you hit, um, so on, on the summoner, it goes from Moogle down to uh, Lich or some. I can't remember what it scrolls down to. But you scroll down to something that costs a lot more than the Moogle to learn. And so when you try to buy this other ability, it underflows your job points. <laughs> so that means, let's say that you've got um, 150 JP job points for the summoner class, and you try to pick up Moogle, and it's like, and then you scroll it down, and you're picking up Lich or whatever it is, and now it's saying, well, you had enough for Moogle, but this Lich is like 600. You can't afford that, but your confirmation window is up, so we're still going to deduct the points from your JP total, and then what happens is that you're in a new menu, or well, you're not in a new menu, but you'll have 9,999 JP instead because of the underflow. And then you're just able to pick up every single ability you want. And so you use that in <laughs> speed run to learn, uh, for example, without doing any grinding in chapter one, I have characters that are now summoners that have learned Cyclops, Shiva, Rama, half MP, and other stuff. On their other jobs, for example, as black mages, they've learned Bolt 1, 2, and 3, and Flare already uh they have also learned magic attack up from their wizard class uh for what was the other one? Oh, time mage they learned teleport short charge and meteor and quick and essentially these are abilities all of these things together like per class that's at least like 2000 jp for every single one of those classes just to learn those black mage might be the exception black mage is probably closer to like 1500 job points and I'm able to learn this as soon as I unlock the class. Holy shit. And so I'm just cheesing my way through some of these fights. Uh, for example, the Cyclops spell is the strongest spell we've learned right now. Um, Actually, no, yeah, yeah, that is stronger than Flare. 
And so Cyclops is being used right now to nuke literally every single boss fight we've run into. Uh, we have to do a little bit of <laughs> AI manipulation sometimes to set it up so that the AI walks into the right spot so that my wizard can reach them on the wizard's first turn to go and drop the spell on them. But yeah, that's essentially what the entire run has been so far. And oh, it's actually sure. really interesting to learn this stuff. The biggest thing I've had to learn so far is occasion like I'm going to have to memorize where certain uh, starting positions are at the beginning of every fight because that can be pretty important. And then the other thing is lots and lots of menuing and what levels I should be at what point when I need to start master or not mastering certain jobs but unlocking the next tier of jobs stuff like that and it's very very interesting to see how minute and precise this run is so far yeah that is interesting so yeah um next time we do the podcast I should have Final Fantasy Tactics wrapped up and I'll be needing to practice the speed run of it sometimes. And then in addition to that, um, I might have Vagrant Story. I should have Vagrant Story started by the next podcast. So you're going to kind of go through that one twice. Are you going to like be playing Vagrant Story and also go back and forth doing the speed runs on Final Fantasy? Tactics? Um, Probably. I want to try to do at least one <laughs> speed run of tactics a week or okay. maybe even just one day of speed runs for it because I'm going to need to review it and go over it a few times until I really have the run memorized to a point where i'll be able to like get under six hour completion time for example cool yeah that's I'm looking be, forward to it yeah i think that's gonna be a cool speed run game i wasn't sure how i felt about it at first but the more like i as i'm starting to get into it and actually learn it i'm like this feels really really cool to learn i'm really enjoying it uh-huh yeah i can see that for sure that makes sense and I th- I'm also looking forward to hearing about um, the Vagrant Story. It's uh, have either of you guys ever played Vagrant Story? Yeah, I played. Yeah, I've played it. I played it a little bit. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah that's really right. Like you can play the podcast. Yeah. Um, I really like Vagrant Story. I think I've played through it twice before. One of these days, I'm actually going to do the Iron Maiden bonus dungeon for it, but I don't know when the hell that's going to finally happen. Ugh. Is it hard? Um, I mean, the game in general is fairly. No, I mean that. I mean that one. That one part that you were just talking about. That one, the dungeon. I mean, it's the bonus dungeon and bonus dungeons are always even more difficult than the base game. Oh, okay. So I'm expecting sense. you to be able to build off of that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what I can do. All right. Time. Good conversation. I'll give you. I'll let you know if I figure it out. You're still funny, Robert. All right. I'm trying to think if I didn't. Um. Have I done other stuff recently? No, I guess I have one other thing. Well, all right. I'll talk about that right now, and I won't have much of a current gaming subcast later because I want to get this wrapped up because it kind of transitions well. So, in addition to the SRPG, strategy RPG, Final Fantasy Tactics, I've also been streaming Fire Emblem Echoes, which came out, I believe, two weeks ago today. And it's, uh, for those that don't know, Fire Emblem kind of started the strategy RPG genre back in the late 80s or early 90s. Uh, It's quite a bit different from Final Fantasy Tactics, but it's the same exact general ideas. You've got jobs. Uh, Characters can advance to new jobs, but you can't switch over to any job at any time. It's more like a skill. Instead of a job tree, you've got a job line where a villager will become, for example, a mercenary. 
and then the mercenary becomes a Myrmidon, and then the Myrmidon becomes a Dread Knight. Um, it's very, it's progressive, and then it's essentially, hey, this new job is way stronger than the old one, so you're going to want to job advance every single character when you get to that point. Um, it's been making me really want to play some of the other Fire Emblem games. I think I've mentioned on the podcast before how some of the Fire Emblems kind of don't, like I played one of the GBA games and it did not make me happy. Uh, this game, Fire <laughs> Emblem Echoes, does a lot of things very differently. For one, it gets rid of the weapon triangle system that technically the f later Fire Emblem games have. So Fire Emblem Echoes oh, is a cool. remake of Fire Emblem 2. So the second game in the series getting remade finally, and it doesn't have quite a few of the different systems in the game. It doesn't have the weapon triangle system, for example. Some of the spells and a lot of the weapons, things like that, are done quite differently. And it doesn't have branching job trees yet. We see later on, I think around Fire Emblem 8 or so, one of the GBA titles, I believe was the first one that does it, where you're able to uh, advance your job into different places. Like you'll have a, a Pegasus Knight or something that become, can become a Wyvern Knight or a Wyvern something else. Weird stuff like that. And essentially they can become, it kind of branches off. Very, very minimal, but it's a lot more than what Echoes has, for example. So later Fire Emblems also have a weapon triangle system where the simple version is that sword beats axe beats spear. So when you're using those weapon types against uh, the weapon type that they beat, so if you use a sword against an axe, they get a hit rate and a damage rate boost, I believe. Uh, it might just be one or the other. Yeah, I don't remember. But this game doesn't feature that. As a matter of fact, this game doesn't feature any axe users that join your team at all. You do fight some axe users uh, as bandits and whatnot, but no one on your team can ever equip any axe weapons that you find. It's a little weird. But overall, um, like I've been enjoying Echoes, and it's really made me want to play a lot of other strategy RPGs, which is kind of nice because now I'm playing Tactics, and in a few weeks' time, I'm going to be starting up Tactics Advance 1 and 2. Yeah. Uh, later this year... <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping that my desire to play SRPGs right now makes me enjoy those two advanced titles more than I'm expecting to. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, later this year, I also actually want to try to do. I want to do Shining Force Two because I have not played that in far, far, far too long. That's another SRPG. I want to do like kind of an SRPG sequence of games. So I want to do Shining Force Two. I want to do a casual playthrough of Final Fantasy Tactics, fully casual playthrough. And if I do do that, it will likely be the PSP version of it. Um, so I'll be able to do some of the bonus things, like there's bonus fights, uh, bonus equipment, bonus jobs, stuff like that. And I'd, I'd kind of look forward to that, at least finally exploring some of that stuff. And then in addition to that, uh, what was the other one? Uh, I swear I had another one. Final Fantasy Tactics on PSP. Oh, um, the Fire Emblem GBA games, which I don't think I mentioned. Wanting to play those. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so oh, so I want to do one or two of the GBA Fire Emblem games, and then I also want to do uh, randomizers of one or two of them. Because apparently there there's randomizers for them that switch around like jobs and job growth rates and job equipable items and stuff like that. And that, If I get into Fire Emblem, I could see that randomizer being a ton of fun for me. <laughs> You're all about those randomizers. Dude, I can't get enough. I want to do some cool randomizers stuff. of like 
Chrono Trigger, that's got a randomizer. There's a Super Mario RPG randomizer. There's a Final Fantasy VI randomizer. And that sounds super, super fun to me. I hear you. Oh, cool. Cool. So, yeah, that's my current gaming and retro gaming podcast recently. All right. Got it all nailed out in one one segment. How about that? How about that? How about that? Well, I've got a randomizer as well. That lists what order we're going to go in. And Blake oh was first. And I'm... Se- uh, no, Jay's second. Nice. So, Jay, What's up? Go? What do you need? Uh, let's hear about uh, your thoughts on the um, the president. How about that? Oh, that's a bad topic right now. <laughs> it's been a long week. Uh, so, for this week, I played a Konami title from 1988 for the original Nintendo. 88? Side-scroller. Side-scroller. Oh, uh, Ninja Gaiden. No. Well, sort of close. Rhymes uh... with Mantra. Oh, Pantra. Oh, uh, um, Montre. <laughs> good, right, good, good job, Blake. You get the participation award. Anyway, I so I, I played uh, Contra, which is Montre, a 1988. Yeah. <laughs> I played Montre for Montre. Red Nintendo. Uh, came out in the Nintendo Entertainment Switch system. <laughs> Dude, I'm actually really oh, happy fire. how well that system's doing. Yeah, me too. I'm hoping, dude. E3 soon. <laughs> yeah. I'm oh my god. Game. I think E3. You know what? E3 happens uh, the week of our next podcast, doesn't it? Uh, I'm not sure, but that brings up it's the week of the 10th. So yeah, 10th, not... 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th. It's that week. Yeah. I'm gonna be Ooh, out of town. Man, you suck. Um, I'm actually looking forward to E3. Nintendo for a while has been like. Hey, we're gonna have a really good E3. Look forward to some stuff there. And I'm looking. I am. I am looking forward to it because the Switch needs some goddamn info. Yeah, oh, I agree. They have a. They have another really good opportunity here. Yeah, I hope they don't miss it. Me too. But you know. Yeah, same here. Fool me one, shame on you. Fool me. I don't know how many times. Uh, three, four. Good numbers. Anyways, so I played Contra for the regular regular Nintendo. Came out in 1988, um, and this game was very fun. It was uh, very frustrating at times. This is one of those games that I had to do numerous playthroughs to sort of progress. And the basic idea of the game is you obviously can move uh, left or right, and you can jump, and then you can um, sort of drop down to the lower platforms because there's very limited uh, up and down movements for the most part. Uh, but then you also have the ability to shoot and you have the ability to jump. And your gun, you can press and hold it to do automatic. It just deals damage in a straight line. And then as you kill enemies, you also get these power-ups. And each time you get a power-up, your weapon gets a little bit more powerful. And when you die, you lose the power-ups you had. And you get to certain points with the power-ups on your weapon where you can clear like just about anything that's coming on the screen. Because it goes from being you know, a straight line to a cone to you know it just gets ridiculous towards the later stages of it. And so this is one of those games, you know, obviously turn it on, you jump right into it. But the one thing I did like about this is the first level was sort of training wheels a little bit. The levels, uh, it, it seems very linear, the first couple playthroughs, because you can kind of just sprint across and go straight to the first boss. Um, at the end of each level, there is uh, a boss you have to kill in order to progress. And so the first level, what I, what I started to do over time is I would actually 
end up clearing more and more enemies to get more power-ups to make it easier and easier to make it, you know, make it so I don't make mistakes. Because you have very limited lives, and obviously when you run out, run out. Um, so again, at the end of each level, there is a boss. And the first boss, the first couple of times, I was like, this is very difficult for a first boss. And what it is, it's just like a big wall. It's like a big machine wall. It has turrets, and then it has a soft spot that you have DPS enough to destroy it. And the first couple of times, like, I kind of walked up to it. I'm just getting destroyed by it. What I realized after you know, like two or three clears that if you actually just go to the top, uh, the other the other thing you do besides uh, jumping is you can actually crouch down. You can like lay down to shoot. And so if you if you go to this higher ledge and you drop down and like kind of hug the ground and just uh, DPS, you can destroy the turrets before you actually engage the boss. And without the uh, turret, he doesn't do anything. So you can literally just kill him. So I got I got to the point where I would for the most part make it through the first level without dying. I was like, great. And so the first time I got, I cleared the first level, um, which was, I think it was my second playthrough, like it wasn't too bad. Uh, I was really thrown off by the second level. So again, the first level is left to right. You know, you can jump a little bit, you know, very, very linear. The second level, you're going up at all times. Like you're in a building and you're facing doors and you have to DPS the mob, DPS the doors. Isn't it, isn't it, through. isn't it like behind the back view, like over the back, you know what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah, it's Like third weird. person. It, yeah, it really threw me off. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but so you see, so you go like you're you go from like you know moving side scrolling each to the right to just like DPSing, and you can't really move the screen until you end up clearing the rest of the enemies. And the first time I got to it, I was completely thrown off, and I died very very quickly. Um, I like the second level a little bit, but I, I kind of like the, the the side scrolling left to right a lot more. Uh, it just was you know much more enjoyable experience. Um, so I got to the end of the third level and I killed the boss and that's about as far as I got to. So the hmm, first level, you're going, you know, platform jumping to the right, all the way to the first boss, right? Second level, you're going up at all times. You're going through these doors. It's a, you know, much more first person view of your character almost. And then, or not first person. It's like over the shoulder. Over the shoulder. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. And then the third level, you're climbing a waterfall. So you're going up. And I was like, I was very impressed because I thought it was just going to be, you know, sides going to the right through majority of the game. And the first three levels, you sort of do three different things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. I haven't played in a long time. I remember that about the second level. I didn't remember that about the third level. Yeah, so the second level, um, well, the second boss, sorry, uh, was, was took me a while. So it's it's got four turrets, I think four or six turrets, and there's two soft spots. Um, and the turrets are sort of grouped to the left and to the right. And so, um, you know, the first couple times I was just getting annihilated because there's so much going on. It doesn't frame rate or anything like I assumed it would. It just, it's really hard. There's just a lot going on. And when you're jumping around, you, you make mistakes and you end up landing on it and, you know, dying and then you lose your power-ups and, and it just it kind of is a slippery slope. Um, and that boss wasn't too bad. That boss probably took me maybe four or five kills before I could get it down without dying consistently. It wasn't too bad. Uh, and then we get to the top of the waterfall. It's, it's almost similar to the second boss with a different graphic. Um, it's sort of the bosses uh, has weak points that are directly above you and you have to dodge his stuff. Only his stuff's a little bit harder to dodge. There's a lot more going on than, it's just, not too much more. It's just, it's slightly more than, than the previous one. And it makes it much harder. And I usually ended up there with a lot less lives. And so obviously the, the further you get into the game, more than likely you're gonna have less lives and it made it really, really hard. So I killed that uh, boss and then died almost instantaneously, instantaneously in the fourth world or the fourth level, and I was just like, fuck this. Um, I probably did a total of like eight or nine playthroughs, um, and you know, I kind of progressed slowly, and it, it's fun. I mean, it is fun to slowly progress through uh, you know, games like that. I think the last one I did, I'm trying to remember what it was. 
remember now. But anyways, it, it's fun to slowly get better and understand the mechanics more and figure little tricks and, and stuff out in order to, to get further and further into it. So you got to the fourth level, you said? Very beginning of the fourth level, yeah. Okay. Um, do you get like, how many lives is it that you have? Uh, you start with, I think, two or three, but you start to acquire them pretty quickly. And you, like, I got up to like four, I think, at one point pretty, pretty consistently. Okay. Do you know how many levels there are? Uh, no. I want to say six. Oh, wow. So I was actually pretty far in. It's a pretty short game. It might be seven. How many levels in Contra? No, no, no. Uh, Montre. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, there's eight. There's eight. Really? Okay. Oh, wow. Eight. Okay. So I was a little less than halfway done. So do you th are you going to go back? You're going to try to beat it still? Possibly. I was getting a little frustrated at the end. Um, there are certain things I was just like, it was kind of like you would jump, and when you jump, you sort of almost become translucent a little bit. Like the, the animation's trying to show you going in a circle. It's kind of hard to tell sometimes if you're going to hit by something, and then you do, and it, you die a lot because of it. And I was getting kind of fucking irritated. I did okay. one last playthrough after I got home from work today, and I think I might do a couple more, but not famously. Did you have fun playing it, or did it? I did. Like... I, I actually did enjoy the game. It is, you know, obviously for the most part, platformers like this are pretty frustrating. You know, yeah. especially if you were yeah, continuously yeah. playing it. So, but I did enjoy it overall. It was okay. fun. Cool. All right, well, there we go for Jay's game. Now it's my turn. You guys ready for this? Are you comfortable? Yeah. Wait, are you about to talk about Kingdom Hearts or something? No, no, no. It's uh, Street Fighter 2. Oh, okay. Oh. okay. <laughs> I like that reaction. So, Street... Oh, so, so I got the version that just came out for the Switch. Ultra, uh, Street, Fighter II, Ultra Street Fighter 2, the yeah. final challengers. And uh, so, I'll start off just talking about Street Fighter 2 in general. I'm sure most people who have listening have played this, but uh, in case you haven't, you've heard, especially particularly me and Blake talk about this game a whole hell of a lot. It's uh, like, it's still one of the best fighting games ever made. It's the, it's the first really good fighting game uh, ever made. And street fighter two is just so much fun because you have like, it, it does everything really well. I feel like it has a whole lot of character variety, even in the very first version, which only had eight playable characters to choose from. That was first of all eight was pretty big at the time, but also like even just among those eight characters, there's, there's lots of uh, there's lots of variety. You've got the monster, you've got Ken and Ryu, you've got uh, the girl who can like do helicopter kicks and stuff. You've got big ass muscly guys and Geef. You got a sumo wrestler. You got Dawson that can stretch his limbs really far. You have the military guy. All this stuff. The uh, the character design is also really cool. Everybody looks really good. All the backgrounds look good. The game is really pretty well balanced even they they did a lot of balancing with it throughout the years but even i mean it wasn't perfectly balanced to begin with but even like the original version was was pretty well balanced especially for the time when when people like weren't you know thinking about playing these games competitively it was more like oh what you know what character's fun to you you just play as him whether or not he's a little bit weaker or stronger than other people it's got cool moves you've got the fireballs you can if you're blanca you can like make electricity you can turn your whole body electric stuff like that 
Um, and also it's, it's really, it's one of those games that's accessible. It's, it's really easy to understand how to play, but it also has a very, very high skill cap, which I think is one of the, I think that combined with mostly the variety and then just like the overall look of the game. Those are the three uh, most important things, especially the, the, the high skill cap while also being accessible. I think really accounts for why so many people loved this game at the time and so many people still do really like this game because it always stays interesting. And it's not just like hard as shit to get into and understand in the first place. Uh, it's still played from time to time in competitions. And uh, it's just a super fun game. So I got this on the... They, they, they just came out with the most recent version, which I have to assume will be the last, but I guess who the hell knows. We this could have said that about a version that came out a decade ago. I too, know. So. Yeah, you're right. And um, what was I about to say? Fuck, 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 fuck. Well, fuck that. Uh, <laughs> so I guess so. I, so I got the, so I got the um the, the new version. Oh, what I was gonna say is like I haven't been I I bought so I bought it. It's a little it's overpriced. The Switch version is forty dollars, which have... yeah it's I mean for a game that's this old, it's higher. That's much higher than it should be. Oh, what I was gonna say is this game has to have been like remade and re like remixed and all that shit like more times than maybe any re-remix. other single game that I like. Re- I can't re- think of any remix. game. <laughs> that was re re re. Final Fantasy IV has had like five or six different versions released. Final Fantasy X okay. has, has several versions. It's it's getting up there with four, but I think four has more. Four had oh, yeah. I think so as well. the uh, it had the original release. It had the hard mode or the easy mode release. I think Japan got both versions of it, so I can so you can count that as two different ones. Uh, then there is the GBA version of the game. There's the PSP version of the game. There is the PlayStation version Jeez. of the game. Uh, then there, I believe the mobile version slash Steam version are different from the other versions as well. So, Office yeah, as well, yeah, that's definitely the number one. Yeah. So I went back and did some research on well, number four on the different a lot of the not like absolutely comprehensive like every single release it's got, but mostly just like the the history of all the different versions of the game. And so, first off, before I even get to this. Fucking amazing game. If you haven't played Street Fighter 2, you have to play Street Fighter 2, even if you don't really like fighting games. Um, so, okay, so the first major version of Street Fighter 2 came out in 1991. We've talked about this before. Street Fighter 1 was really not a good game. It's, it's basically not even worth talking about. Um, Street Fighter, so Street Fighter 2, first version, came out in 1991. It was an arcade game. It was Street Fighter 2, The World Warrior. Had eight playable characters, Ken Ryu, Chun-Li, Guile, Zangief, E-Honda, Dawsim, and Blanca. And four bosses that are non-playable, Balrog, uh, Vega, Saget, and M. Bison. Then, so that was... Yeah, I loved nine, when they had ba- Bob Saget in the game. Bob Saget, yeah, that was... Yeah, he was Sagat. Anyway. Bob Sagat. <laughs> yeah, that was right. Then in March of the next year, 1992, they came out with... Street Fighter 2 Champion Edition. This was also an arcade game. It was the same as the first one, except now you could also play as the four bosses. The four boss characters are, n- are now playable. So that's so that's 12 characters. Then later that year, summer of 1992, they came out with the Super Nintendo port that was just called Street Fighter 2. 
This was uh, basically just a port of the original, the World Warrior, with only the original eight playable characters. It had the bosses, but you could not play as the bosses. And it was there were some minor alter or some minor to moderate alterations, uh, to, like to have enough memory in the game. Like some of the, I think a couple of like the regular moves were removed and that kind of stuff. This game was super crazy popular for Super Nintendo at the time, and like. I'm sure you were the same way, Blake. Like I played this all the time on Super. This 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 game had. So I played much... it a fair amount, but I think my cousin was the one that had the copy. We actually played uh, okay. uh, Genesis, but oh, yeah, okay. we pretty much played every time I would visit. Yeah, this was like the game that, like, whenever me and my friends would get together, like, this is just what we played. That's like there was there wasn't even almost a question about it. It's like, all right, let's we're here. Let's play Street Fighter. So this was really big at the time for Super Nintendo. Then later, 1992, the same year. They came out with, I hadn't heard of these, so I'm going to give you guys a YouTube link. Um, they came out with some home computer ports, including the Amiga, the Atari ST, the Commodore 64 uh, DOS, of course, and the ZX Spectrum. Look at this uh, video of the Commodore 64 version of Street Fighter 2. Just, like, skip to any, like, you know, anywhere in the video. It looks predictably terrible compared to the real street fighter 2 i don't know what you're talking about that is next gen graphics right there <laughs> like i don't have any doubt that they were pushing the commodore 64 to its limits but like this is this would have just been better off left alone um so that was late 1992 they came out with some home ports oh. basically basically shitty not worth really talking about then in uh, December of 1992, they came out with the second major version, which was Street Fighter II Turbo colon Hyper Fighting. This was um, arcade as well. Same characters. Uh, the bosses. Uh, bosses also playable. Some new special moves. And um, the game basically ran a little faster. Then... In 1993, they came out with Street Fighter 2 Turbo Hyper Fight, or I'm sorry, Street Fighter 2 Turbo Hyper Fighting was ported to the Super Nintendo as Street Fighter 2 Turbo. I think this is the one that maybe most people played. This is um, this is just again Street Fighter 2 where you can play as the bosses. Uh, I remember when this came out. Also, I was super fucking excited because uh, I played this version in the arcade a little bit. But, like, it was awesome to, to get, like, like already, you know, when you had this first Street Fighter 2, like, then you just, like, came to love the game. But then when this version came out and you had it on Super Nintendo, like, this was fucking nuts. Like, I can't believe we're going to get to play this version at home on Super Nintendo now. So, that was pretty fucking nuts. And it was, that was, like, at the time, again, like, I probably played this just as much as I did the very first version. Uh, 1993, the Genesis version came out, Street Fighter 2 Special Champion Edition. Um, it was the, <clears throat> the, uh, the, the hyper fighting edition, but you could also play as, you could also play with like turbo rules, which I, f I forget exactly the difference between those, but basically it's, it's the turbo version of the game. And that was when they also came out with a six button controller for Gen Sega Genesis. Otherwise you couldn't really play street fighter on Sega Genesis or, or you'd be extremely limited in what you could do. Um, third major, major. I may have said, I may have gotten my, uh, 
my version's mixed up a little bit up here. I think I skipped a couple. I think I went back a couple lines at one point. But anyway, the third major version, I think I already said that. This is the real third major version. Late 1993, Super Street Fighter II, The New Challengers. This had all of the characters so far, the eight plus the four bosses, plus four new characters, Cammy, T-Hawk, Fei Long, and DJ. This game also introduced the Super Combo Bar. Where if you do, um, when you land hits and when you perform any special move, even if they don't land, then it builds up your uh, your super combo bar. And if that gets filled up all the way, then you can do a basically a uh, kind of like a special move combination that's a little bit more, a little bit, it's like slightly more difficult to do. And you do a super combo that does a whole lot of damage if you hit the person with it. Then, early 1994, um... They they updated this third major version. So this you could count this as like a updated of, of the third version or a fourth major version. Uh, they updated in the arcade Street Fighter II Turbo. They added Akuma to the game, which was uh, basically a secret character, but you could unlock him. And I, I guess in the arcade version, I'm not 100% sure, but I imagine he was just always unlocked to play as. And he was another character like Ken and Ryu, except he could, um, like, he had a f- couple little differences like he could uh throw fireballs from the air and do stuff like that um this was ported to a lot of consoles this was past the time or i guess this is not not past the time of super nintendo and genesis but but they didn't port it to super nintendo or genesis they they ported it mostly to um other stuff that was a little bit like next gen after that then uh late 90s and early 2000s there are various collections that included uh, the most recent version of Street Fighter 2 on Sega Saturn, PS1, PS2, Xbox, PS, PSP. Basically, the game's all over the damn place. I didn't know that, or I didn't remember that in 1995, and maybe I slightly remember this, there was a Game Boy version that, as you can imagine, would be really hard to play because you only have two buttons and you need six. And basically, it was one punch and one kick button, and the game, determining to determine whether you're going to do a... Uh, a fast, medium, or hard punch, You it, it was how long you held the button down. So, the Game Boy version... Ew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my thought exactly. The, the Game Boy version does have the bosses playable, surprisingly, but it's missing three random characters, Dawson, E-Honda, and Vega. I don't know why. I had a handheld that was like that uh, for Street Fighter 2, and it was only two buttons. It was one for kicking, one for punching. It was so bad. <laughs> yeah. It was it like paper scissors. That's all it was. Um, later, 2008, they came out with... This is basically what Blake was... Well, I don't know if you were referring to this, Blake, but you might as well have been. Uh, you said you could have said that a decade ago and thought it was true also. In 2008, they came out with Street, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix for PS3 and Xbox 360. Basically, it's uh, the most recent version of the game that has all the characters plus Akuma, but it also has like an HD reskin. You can play with the original graphics or the HD graphics. It actually, the game looks really, really good. And then finally, here we are, nine years after that, we have Ultra Street Fighter II The Final Challengers, which is basically the HD remix. It has all of the previously mentioned characters, plus... Two new characters, uh, Evil Ryu and Violent Ken. Also has a couple of other things like a palette editor where you can uh, every every character has ten different uh, costume like colors, but you can also create your own and add add it to there. So you can select like you know your just your own custom uh, colors that you created for your characters. Uh, 
And um, that's that plus um, Evil Ryu and Violent Ken are really the only things I, I would say worth mentioning. It's got some other, it's got like the fucking uh, way of the Hadouken mode or whatever it is. And where it's like you use the mo- motion controls to throw fireballs at bad guys. I have not even tried it because it looks so stupid. But I have been playing this game nonstop since I got it like Monday. I, like this game makes me want to start playing Street Fighter again. Like I was thinking about maybe picking up Street Fighter Five now. I just cannot like. I think what I think what helps a whole lot is since there are other people playing it now, um, and like I can play against people online, and it's not just me against you know the computer all the time or something like that. Or like you know I have to have a friend over to be able to play it. Since I can play against people online, like that's totally sucked me back into the game. I've played this game like two or three hours a day since I've gotten it. Uh, granted, I've only had it for like a week or, you know, not even, not even a week yet, but like, if, like every night when I'm like done doing all my shit, I'm like, all right, it's time for street fighter. I basically street, play street fighter until it's time for me to, until I need to go to sleep. So, um, I, I think as far as this version of the game goes specifically, yeah, it's overpriced, but I mean, like for me, I guess I can't really complain because I'm having like such an awesome time with it. I I definitely feel like the game should not cost as much, but I also feel kind of weird saying that and also playing it nonstop. Uh, it holds yeah. up really well. It's still Street Fighter Two. You can't go wrong with it. You can play it just like the HD, the other HD remakes. You can play with the new graphics or the old graphics. I tend to kind of switch back and forth because I think they both look really good. Um, and it's a I feel like it's a really good game to like have on a kind of a portable platform as well. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like, this has got me totally excited about Street Fighter again. That's really cool. I'm glad you're enjoying it so far. Yeah, I'm having tons of fun with it. I'm doing not too shitty online also. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I was like, I was, there's actually the people online are, are pretty good. I was like, you know, oh shit, I play Street Fighter 2 a whole lot and Street Fighter 4 some. I bet I'll, you know, get, you know, start, I bet, you know, the, the matchmaking is actually pretty good. So I was like, I bet I'll kind of stomp people until I get to, you know, kind of fairly okay, uh, ranking. And that really wasn't the case. Like I started off and I was a little bit rusty. So I had actually a little bit of trouble. Uh, I was doing like, okay. I was like winning my 50, like 50% of the matches in like the lowest rank. But then once it started to come back, then I started to do better and rank up a little bit. And, um, and I'm doing, and I'm still like kind of, it doesn't, I don't know if it's just me or if it's the matchmaking is just really good, but I really, I win about 50, maybe 60% of the matches that I play overall. So, uh, that keeps it, that's, that's nice. So you're not just like losing or winning all the time. Uh, I feel like whenever I play somebody, I'm actually like either using the stuff I've learned or like, like playing somebody who's not so much better than me that I can actually like, you know, learn a little bit from, from, uh, from losing against them. But I can't. I I I'm super excited about this. I'm probably just gonna play this every day, uh, for for the podcast from now on. That's funny. Blake's gonna be doing speedruns of FFT, and you're gonna be playing Street Fighter and getting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be over here eating brownies. So there's the history of Street Fighter Two. Nice. I'm thinking about getting Street Fighter Five. <laughs> you would. <laughs> Tekken 7 just came out, too. And uh, the new Guilty Gear. I, I can't play Tekken I suck at Tekken games. Yeah. 
Me too. I I don't like the 3D fighting. Um, Dead or Alive was okay, but that's because it was dumb. And boobs. Yeah, yeah, dumb and boobs. That's all. That always makes up for a lot. Yeah. Hundred percent. Top threes. Top threes. Top three contests. I I like I can't I can't do more than two on this. Like I've got I can't like <laughs> I've got one idea that encompasses a bunch of stuff. I'm gonna imagine these are gonna overlap quite a bit too. Yeah. With the or sorry, there gonna be a lot of similarities. So our top three is contest ideas for the uh, Star Fox guide that. A friend Chase the Night Cleaner is going to send to whoever wins the contest. According to Chase's stipulation, I I get to choose, but Blake and Jay have to agree. So, like, the top three is if I like their ideas, and I can choose one of their ideas if we all agree. But I'm also throwing out my own ideas. Yep. Uh, you want to go in the same order that we did, or you want to mix it up? Why don't we mix it up? I'm going to click this button. Robert J. Blake. All right, my number. I'm. I'm mostly my my two and one picks are the ones that I'm most interested. in. Like the third one was a little bit of a stretch for me, but in the sake of having, I think that's all three of us were then, because I think Blake's the same thing. That's kind of what it sounded like. For the sake of having three, I went ahead and threw this one on there. Um, so all mine are games that we would play against each other. And so number three for me would be Alien vs Predator 2000. Oh man, I will D. Destroy you. I you pl- don't think I ever played this game. So. I've never. I've played it for like a minute. Before. Oh, let's do this then. I want to watch Blake stop you. <laughs> <laughs> if Blake wins, I win. So, so maybe we won't pick that one. <laughs> well, I haven't see. played it in forever, to be fair. And I, I was, mean, I was okay about it back then. Okay. My my, I was trying to find uh, like really cheap stuff so that if so like. Gotcha. I don't really feel like yeah. installing an emulator and uh, just like I'll fucking buy the games if, if we find something that we want to play because uh... pretty sure I have all emulators installed on my computer at this point. If, eventually <laughs> it's happening. It's like, oh, I want to play this. And it's like, oh, I download that emulator. <laughs> and, and like, honestly, it, it probably takes me longer to set up some of the emulators than I actually play some of the games too. <laughs> some some are a little bit more complicated. Yeah, when I was there, we were trying to get the two GameCube controllers to work. That one's pretty easy too. That's so crazy. Like, like PS2 emulators take some time. Okay. Who do I say next? My number. My number three is so kind of leading off the stories we talked about. um, You know, ridiculous things we did to play games. um, I wanted to do something since we're doing multiplayer. um, Maybe we each bring up a story from our childhood of like an epic night of uh, land land parties, playing you know like Mario Kart or like uh, Goldeneye or something like that, or just like a really interesting or funny or you know however you want to do it story, like something that that would. uh, better than the other two i think that sounds like a cool idea but i don't think i'm going to choose that because i think i'll lose because i don't have any good ones that i can think of it's fine i, I forgot this was for the star Co- star fox star Cox? <laughs> oh, no it's a star crocs i don't know why um but yeah I, th- I thought this was just for the next players got i forgot it was for the star fox one so i actually put some thought into this <laughs> <laughs> we should uh, that let's let's keep that like uh, like store that in the back pocket or whatever people say you do sure. with because that sounds like a good idea still. All right, Blake, number three. Number or, three. Or, um, you actually have three. I, I I kind of I guess. Um, okay. 
something related to Star Fox 64. Is there a, there's no like score in the game, is there? There I think there oh geez, 64? I yeah, I can't remember if I think there might be uh we could do like a score attack on that or if that doesn't oh, work. Is there another way that we could uh like Star like, Fox 64. Like ways to something that we could actually prove with the game. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm pulling up a video to see if there's any sort of uh ooh, I don't know if there's a score. Like does a does a save file have a timer on it? Oh, here we go. Here we go. At the end of the um level at at the end of each level it tells how many enemies you shot down. Ooh. Hmm. I would not be able to win this one unless I played a lot, but it would be interesting still. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. What about the original Star Fox? Um, I, I think they do something similar. Because out of these two, I would maybe prefer to play the first one, but I but I would do whatever. If if you want, if, if, if well, we'll figure it out when we get there because this one's Blake's pick, so. Yeah, I don't know if yeah, it doesn't look like SNES has uh yeah, it does have a score. Oh, interesting. Super oh, Nintendo yeah. straight up has a score and Nintendo 64 tells you how many enemies you killed. Okay. I keep those in mind. Yeah, we'll keep those in mind for sure. Oh man, those are good. <laughs> All right, uh who's who's next? Is it me? Back to me? Uh yep. Number yes. 2. Yes. Um, so this, so this, uh, we talked about this franchise last time we talked about what game we were going to play and this game is on sale right now for pay what you want from humble bundle. Okay. Free. <laughs> Basically, um, worms clan wars. Oh God, I'm not a worms person. I, I thought I, I played them a lot as a kid, but I tried playing them recently and I was so fucking bored. I don't know. Oh really? Yeah. We played worms Armageddon and then, and I was just like, eh. Alright, well, Worms Clan Wars, choice, so. that's, that was my idea. Yeah, but you and Blake have to agree to it. That's true. I kind of like Blake's last one so far the best. I've never ever played a Worms game before. I bet it would be more fun if it was you and me and Blake playing. You'd be surprised. I played with some really fun people. Like, way oh, more okay. fun than you. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was just getting, I was just bored. And, like, in between your turns, you're, like, super fucking bored. I can, I can see, I can see that. Uh, so my number right. two is to, um, I say we, one night, we pick a game or, or let uh, the fans pick a game that we all compete at for a specific high score. Um, and we can even do it like live in the podcast. So we can like, li- like maybe we do it over the course of like 30 minutes or an hour. We like let the... Oh, like record crowd... it? Yeah, exactly. So like for the podcast, <laughs> we do like a segment where we let the audience pick a game and we all just compete at it and see who gets the highest score by the end of it. That would be kind of a fun... That, that... These are all pretty good ideas. I told you I put a lot of time into this. It's a good thing that we have like ten, that we have like ten guides to win. Yeah. All right, that's a good one. Yeah. Like, um, essentially very similar to that. There was that collection of games that we got a while back, of where it was like, oh yeah, I'd I'd play this with you guys. I'd play this one with you guys. I'd do this one with you guys. Basically, competing in any of those. I don't know which one specifically because I didn't have the list. But like, there was Age of Empires two, there was Street Fighter two, there was a couple of others, and uh, just some kind of a competition involving those for the guide. I think would be good. Yeah, I think. So. I, I without the list, I wasn't able to really look at it and determine which ones 
would be the best. I went back and listened to that, and I think the main ones were we talked about Worms, we talked about Age of Empires, and I th- maybe Starcraft. I don't know if we talked about Starcraft, but um, I can't. We remember. did talk about Starcraft because you talked a bunch of shit like. Yeah, I can't remember. I didn't have much to say about that one. I feel like there was a few other games. There was um, really Dawn of into. War, 40k. Ooh, War, that's yeah. a good one. I love it. I haven't played that in a long time. Okay, another good one. Are you, are you to number ones now? Yep. Yeah. Right, number one. Uh, we pick a random, the cheap, or a super, or, Okay. I'm going to try, try this try this again. <laughs> so Robert, what's your number 1? Thanks for asking. Uh cheap fighting game that no that none of us have ever played. Oh god, like that one time you and I played that was it jousting? Fencing. Was it fencing? That shit game we played. Oh, Nidhog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was so funny. That would actually be a good one if like you could fucking play it multiplayer. Yeah, I was going to say if the person who's not hosting stood a chance, yeah, it'd be really fun. Yeah, that's the problem with it. It's like it has that online, but it's all shit online. It is yeah, it is unplayable. Yeah. Um, I was looking at this today just out of curiosity, and right now, I found two five dollar games. Really, only one real one: King of Fighters thirteen. Ooh. Which is uh, supposed to be a pretty good game. The only other one was that I hadn't played, or and that wasn't that was cheap. Was Dive Kick. Dive kick. Dive, Dive kick. Great. Dive kick is awesome. Dive kick. I don't doubt that it's a good game, but I don't know. Uh, well, especially since Blake's played it. It's. I played it for a day when it first came out. Like I okay. haven't touched it since then. It's not exactly complicated to get into. <laughs> that's, that's, okay, good point. <laughs> So, uh, all right, so those are mine. My number one choice is cheap-ass fighting game. And maybe, like, well, I guess we'll probably be deciding soon enough. I was I was going to say maybe something else will go on sale, but we're probably not going to wait that long to decide. Um, King of Fighters 13 or Dive Kick. And we could either do it, like, we get a day or, like, an hour or something to practice or just, like, jump in. It has to be the first match that we play. See that that that, I think that would be kind of fun, because then one person like like think if like if like you had a free day of off work and you were just going off and you're just like laughing (laughs) as me and Blake are you know doing shit and then we get there and you've been that's a good point okay yeah will we go like straight 100 percent blind or would be like all right you have like let's let's play uh, like five test matches to get a feel for the game and then we'll have and then we'll do it or would just be like no jumping in and we're doing it yeah exactly I'd prefer to have a feel for the game just so I have some sort of idea of what I'm doing. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, Jay, what's your number one? Uh, my number one is, I say we, we could pick a title, and if people want to contribute, we do sort of a trivia. Uh, we do like a best of however many questions about the specific title. Like we, pick, we pick a game that all three of us know a lot about, and then we let people come up with trivia questions we have to answer, and whoever oh, answers the most trivia questions wins. That's a, I like that idea, but I don't know if there's a game that all three of us all know a lot about. Yeah, I kind of thought about that, but I was like, I'm sure there's something I'm just not thinking of, but maybe not. Tetris. Yeah, I mean, it could be, like, the questions could be, you know, related to any aspect of it. No, I'm up for the idea of, uh, of a trivia. I really like trivia stuff, so, I mean, I'm into it, but it would just be hard to get it narrowed down, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I can get, I get you. Yeah. yeah, that's about it. That's it, man. 
That's it, mine. <laughs> I love that <laughs> fucking meme. It makes me laugh so. That's it, mine. Oh my god. Is it my number one time? It's it your number one time. Uh, my number one is one that Robert probably won't go for, but we'll see. Uh, and it would be a competition to see who could be the least like Robert Ring. And I think it's a really <laughs> great idea. Oh, Jesus. How is, how is this possible? Uh, it'd be possible because, uh, I mean, for you, I don't know. You'd have to work pretty hard at it. Yeah, you'd have to work really hard, in my opinion. I could pretend to be Solid Snake the whole episode. So that would be Robert Ring. Like, yeah, what you just said is something Robert Ring would that's say. The, the, that's the most you thing that you could have said right then. Is well, yeah, I said that, but... I hate Kingdom Hearts. But, Robert, but we're the, joking. But the act joking. of actually doing it, or being him... We're partially joking, Robert. We're actually really serious. You need to calm down. <laughs> partially. But only partially because... I mean, it'd be a great way to have... I mean, it's a great way to keep the guide from out from your hands. And that's why I like it. That's it. Okay. That's, all. that's all the right. whole point. That was the whole purpose. Okay. I'm trying to think how I could... Not, what's the farthest thing from me that I could try to act like? Uh, You'd have to think about it a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I'm actually <laughs> trying to think. What is the opposite of... I think you'd have to stop talking, maybe? Oops, the opposite of me? <laughs> Not talking, I think. Uh, the opposite of me. Sora. I I actually don't know how to respond to that. I gotta go. Yeah, I gotta go. I'm actually <laughs> really concerned. My grandmother's right, on fire, so... <laughs> I left my cat on, so I gotta go. <laughs> Alright, what are we gonna do then? So, what, what's the... No, uh... this is, well, I mean, you pick your your favorite and then Blake and I can decide if, if we like it or not. If I wish I'd been writing these down. Oh my, are you kidding me? Okay. Uh, so you didn't like my first one, which was the story one. Um, oh, I said okay. like a high score thing we do, we let the crowd pick the title and then we compete at it. Like something like Pac-Man, something high score oriented or start. And then, uh, and then I said, uh, we do trivia based on a similar title that we all have. And we let the crowd pick the questions. Blake had a really good one. Yeah, I like Blake's uh, Super Nintendo Star Fox one. So what was yeah. the other one? Uh, it was using one of the games that we talked about on that competitive list of like, oh, right. all okay. us being like, oh yeah, I'd love to do that one with or against you guys or whatever. Okay. So I'm looking at here, the, the ones that stand out to me. So it doesn't sound like Worms was a very popular idea. I would downvote that personally. Okay. You have veto power, so that... So that settles that. So we got cheap fighting game, a uh, funny story, or like an awesome story, a high score on a game that we're playing for like, that we play for like 30 minutes or something. Yep. And and then we have trivia and Star Fox. <clears throat> I like the Star Fox idea, but I feel slightly more confident in the fighting. Oh, I don't know. Because Blake's good at fighting games, too. I'm all right. Would we play against each other for the fighting game? Or would we compete? Yeah, okay. we play against each other. Okay. I would like to do all of these eventually. I mean, there's multiple things for it, so there's lots of guides. Right. As much as I would like to pick Star Fox for the Star Fox guide, because obviously that's fitting. Right now, I think I'm leaning towards the fighting game idea. Hmm. Probably just because I'm obsessed with Street Fighter right now. Yeah, you're a little obsessed right now. Like, you better win. Yeah, I'll do it again <laughs> if, if that's what we're doing. 
How, what do you guys think about that? Um, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I'm not going to... I mean, if it's something you guys want to do, I'm okay with it as well. There you go. Did, Sound effects. Did, did we decide what, which Star Fox we would like to do, or was it basically either of them? I think either the one with the scoring fine. system is probably better, though. Do you not agree? Yeah, probably. The, the difficult part about Star Fox, which isn't really that bad, but... We'd ha I don't I don't know if it's cumulative or not, so we'd have to take a picture of every single level and then like add up the scores. We could just pick a level. Uh, no, yeah, if we pick a level, I, I see some problems with that. Um, huh? Is anybody opposed to the fighting game idea, or does anybody think it's absolutely ridiculous that I'm about to choose this maybe over Star Fox? <laughs> I think it's silly, but I'm not opposed. I'm a little. I'm, I think it's a little bit silly, but again, I'm not going to downvote it. Um. Okay, let's do that. Let's do a fighting game. Done. So I guess we'll do King of Fighters, thirteen. Okay. Um, it's on Steam. I'll buy it. I'll pay for it. You don't and, do that. Uh, now we're talking. <laughs> I'll buy my own. Don't worry about it. Like, he's like, yeah, yeah, this is what this is what I wanted. <laughs> That's what I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I might look around and see also like if there's another fighting game. Also, maybe even if it's not quite as cheap, Clay I might fighters. just go for it Sorry. anyway. Huh? Clay Fighter. Clay Fighter. If they had that on Steam, that would be the game that we would be playing. Awesome, because I would actually enjoy that. But theoretically, I'm enjoying this idea. But we'll whether it's King of Fighters 13 or something else, we'll pick um. I just the only stipulation is none of us have ever played it and we have like five rounds or something to get acclimated to the controls and the gameplay and then we just what is it going to be like uh we'll do like a couple best of threes or something like that yeah something like, like that. A, yeah some kind of tier like that okay we'll figure we'll figure out the the, the specifics next next cool. time we'll do top three formats for <laughs> just <kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Top three ideas for how we're going to structure the con the contest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's great. All right. Okay. Cool. Well, then we'll play a fighting game. We'll we'll get the details figured out. Maybe um like hopefully soon. <laughs> hopefully we don't wait like two months this this time before nah. uh, we actually play the game because this this won't take long. This will this will be super fast. Yeah, that's what I, was gonna say. I mean, I say we I say after we decide the next time we schedule and just knock it out. Okay. We can even like do it. Like as after... part of the podcast, I was gonna say like just not do a top. Oh, three we could thing. we could do it during the podcast because I think that's be really probably fast. a better way to do it because that way we'll actually get it done in a timely manner. You know. I wonder if we if there's if uh, it would be nice if we could find a game where you can do like um, observer mode. Mm. I don't know if we'll be able to find one, but um, that would be good. Yeah, we have like a, we could have like a commentator, like whoever's not playing could be the commentator. Oh, okay. I mean, you could also set up OBS and just stream. Like, oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like to a private channel or something. There'd be delay though. Anyways, no, that would still be good. I think that would that would work. Okay, we'll get it figured out. Emails. 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 I really do want to get to the rest of these ideas too, though. <laughs> Uh, okay, we have we have one this time. 
Anybody else want to read this one? Uh, no, actually, uh, my throat's kind of sorry. My throat's kind of fucked. Blake, you want to take this or no, you want me to? Really, I'm getting ready to eat. <laughs> sorry, Robert. Normally, I would take it for you. I just, I really can't right now. No problem. Good evening, gentlemen. Chase the Night Cleaner here, hoping that everyone is still friends after that unusual confrontation regarding open face toast and peanut butter oh, versus a full it. sandwich. I think uh, Chase just settled it right there. He said open faced versus a full sandwich. We are not doing this. We are not doing the, this again. For the record, I do. Oh my God. For the record, I do sometimes eat two or three pieces of toast as a morning meal and find it sustaining, but have also just had toast as a snack. Oh, that really? Fucks toast everything with up. nothing on it? The fuck? Well, no, no, no. I think he's saying like uh, okay. he's had it as a meal and a snack. Gotcha. Because I do like almond butter and. I believe in the nebulous realm of toast, there is no right or wrong answer. Okay, fair enough. That said, how are you all today? Have you come up with a challenge for the Star Fox 64 guide yet? Did the top three plan work? More or less? Things have been quiet on my end of things. No money to buy new games and not a lot of time to play what I have with a busy work schedule, Uh, a young baby, and trying not to be a garbage husband. I hear a misplay in there. You had a kid. (laughs) Misplay. (laughs) I want to switch in a big way, as mobile slash handheld gaming is the best way to play when you have a child around, but just got to wait till finances. (laughs) It's true. But I just got to wait till finances are in a good way again. And now for the question of the day. If money was not an issue and you had access to any console or OS, what is one game you would like to own right now? Oh. I don't know, actually. I, most I've games got... that I want, I get. I don't really want a lot of games anymore. Usually, very particular. I'm trying to think. He's talking about games that are already out, though, correct? I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. I just wasn't I sure. Guess, I mean, anyway, that's that's how game. I took it, but no, no, yeah. I mean, that's you. You could take it that direction, I think. But I think like anything you... that's out right now, like a physical copy, I, I wouldn't mind having like a Super Nintendo with a with a real copy of like Secret of Evermore or something. Like playing it on the actual system is really, really cool. Like playing games like that. The ones that come to mind for me, <clears throat> specifically with like if the money wasn't an issue part in mind, would be a Metal, Metal Slug for Neo Geo. Because <laughs> like the Neo Geo, I think, goes for like $600 now, and like every single Jeez. game is like $200. And, um, or Snatcher hmm. for Sega CD, which what about is. Par- uh, we didn't say Parappa the Rapper. Fuck. Parappa. <laughs> What were you the, yeah, I forgot to forget about Parappa the Rapper. Best game ever made. And Montre. <laughs> um, so I don't know, probably one of the crazy expensive ones. I mean, Earthbound would be cool with a nice working battery, like a physical copy of Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy Three. Um, uh, I feel like I'm missing at least one other one. I guess there's a few other like crazy rare run- ones that I wouldn't care about as much. Uh, would be like Ogre Battle 64 hmm. because that one's very, very oh, yeah. expensive. I've never played it all the way through. I've played maybe an hour of it and didn't get too into it. But uh, something like that could be kind of nice. Cool. I would love to get hands-on Ultra Street Fighter 2 for the Switch. <laughs> oh my gosh. Fuck. Oh, <laughs> Street Fighter 5 just didn't push the right buttons for me, and I'm not a fan ah. of many of the changes Capcom has implemented in its new generation of fighters. Ultra is like going back in time in a good way. And though, I'm sorry that I probably just made you want this even more, uh, 
Just... Yeah, that's pretty funny, actually. If there was someone... Yeah, that's real cool of you, Robert. How could you do that <laughs> to a man? Sorry. Are you? And though some though some argue the price is a bit high for the game that has similar HD remakes on other systems for this, <laughs> oh my God. this type of play hasn't been available on a Nintendo system in some time and having access to unlimited opponents through online play is amazing. <laughs> Literally everything I talked about. <laughs> Are you Chase the Night Cleaner? Be real. <laughs> we'll talk about this later. Okay. Sorry. We'll we'll edit this out in post. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's all I have for this week, guys. Looking forward to see what special challenges we come up with for the next Strat Guide. You do great work, and thanks for all you do. Cheers, Chase the Night Cleaner. Thank you. Thank you, Chase. Thank you, as always, for always writing in. Appreciate it. I wonder if... do you ha- Does anybody... Well, nobody. That's not even worth questioning. Maybe we should wait for... Um, I'm lagging? No. No, no, no. I'd say you're lagging. Oh. <laughs> do you think we should wait for a Steam sale? And see what else goes on sale. That's your call. I mean, depending on which one you want to do. Oh, I guess, yeah. I mean, that's probably... King of Fighters is already on sale right now. Yeah, no, but I'm wondering if, like, maybe if we should wait, wait and play. If you want to wait, that's fine. If you want to... But, it's, I mean, you're the one who really wants this guide, so... I would kind of like to... I'm thinking about it, and maybe... Um, I would maybe kind of like to wait and see if Mortal Kombat X goes on sale. X going to give it to you. That's what she said. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> once again, right. we'll eventually figure this out. Who wants to talk about the current gaming subcast? Blake doesn't. Yeah, I already, I already did my share, so I'm good. Jay, sorry, I no, I got nothing. I, I literally the the most amount of time I spent this week was playing Contra. I played, well, I started playing Soma, which is kind of sort of a walking simulator type game. It's made by, if I'm getting this correct, uh, it's made by the people who made the first Amnesia, but it's not like super, it's like the goal of the game is not to scare you like, like it is Amnesia. It's a horror game, but it's not supposed to just like be a uh like survival horror like youtube like uh, like you know streaming scary game it's not like that scary um it is really good but i haven't gotten all that far in it so i'll wait before i talk much more about that the only other game i've been playing is or the other new game is uh breath of the wild which i finally finished clocked in about 75 hours and that the game as we've as we've said here, it definitely has like some problems, but I having finished it now, I would definitely classify it as a great game. Yeah, it's got some pretty big problems, but overall, I loved my experience with it. Totally agree. Yeah, that's that sums it up for me exactly. The um for me the the ending was a little bit lackluster because I didn't do all of the uh the memory locations little things where you where I you mean I did most of them um actually quite a few of those scenes are really interesting it's probably the best characterization Zelda's ever had in a Zelda game yeah that's true I agree um if you go and find some of those like did you get the one where they're on the hill it's a very small spoiler for a memory where they're on the hill and like she finds a frog I don't think so it's a, it's a really really good one. Okay, cool. That's probably my favorite of the memories you see. 
I might have to try to check that out. But like at the end, if you don't get all the memories, then she says like, after you fight the last boss, you're talking to Zelda and she's like, do you even, she was like, you be honest. Do you even remember me? And then, oh like, yeah. That part of the ending. I was like, eh, it's kind of dumb. Yeah. It's kind of dumb. And then that's just it. And then the game's over. So like, I definitely feel like a lot more would have happened, or at least the ending would have been like a little bit more, a little bigger. If you had like done yeah, all those. A little, I guess I could see that. Even I, like even after doing most of the memories, I was kind of let down by the ending. But it's like it's whatever. It's a yeah. it's a Zelda ending. It's a Zelda story. Who cares? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that's the, as far as Zelda endings go. That's kind of I guess fairly standard. But yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome game. Super glad that I've finally finished it. Yeah. That's all I got. Cool. Wow. I guess that's it. This is a nice short podcast. This was short. Short. Wait, sorry. Did we miss something? Did we forget something? Got emails. Robert said something stupid. Yeah, the whole everything's been done. Yeah, we got everything <laughs> covered. So. All right, we will uh, keep everybody posted on what game they're going to play. I'm really thinking about maybe just holding on, holding out and hoping for a Mortal Kombat sale. Because I was kind of thinking that I would like to play that sometime soon too. I have Mortal Kombat X. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Maybe not then. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, it wasn't one of the stipulations that he wanted none of us to have played it. And I was like, oh. I, I, I <laughs> oh, I man. Okay, well, we'll get it figured out. Yeah, whatever. All right. Cool. Thank you guys for joining me on this podcast tonight. It was a pleasure having, it was a pleasure talking with you about video games. It was my delight, sir. Yeah, thank you, guys. It was fun. Yeah. And we'll have to do it again sometime. Yes, awesome. we will. Send us emails at mail at classicgamingpodcast.com. Follow, Follow us at, last at games Class cast. Games Cast. Ooh. Uh-huh. Kiss, you, kiss each other. Tom. <laughs>